Well, the virus has now killed more than 100 people in China, and new cases have been confirmed around the world. So you don't want to frighten the American public. France and South Korea have also got evacuation plans. Which you need to prepare for and assume. Strongly warning Americans to avoid all non-essential travel to China. That this is going to be a real serious problem. France, Australia, Canada, the US, Singapore, Cambodia, Vietnam, the list goes on. Health officials are investigating more than 100 possible cases in the US. Germany, a man has uh, contracted the virus. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. Japan, where a bus driver uh, contracted the virus. Coronavirus has killed more than 100 people there and infected more than 4,500. We have to prepare for the worst, always, because if you don't and the worst happens... War Room. Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome. It's uh, Wednesday, 12 October, Year of Our Lord, 2022. We had a big show planned uh, and kind of organized for the first part, we've had to kind of mix things up. A jury just came back and awarded basically $1 billion damages against Alex Jones and InfoWars. Uh, we're trying to get Alex up. We've got a cold open. We're trying to load. We're going to know when that's done in a moment. Also trying to get Alex Jones by phone to give us an update. But I want to go to Darren Beatty. Darren, you've been studying this a long time. Uh, what's your uh, What's your reaction to all this, sir? Well, it's remarkable and disturbing. We've been covering the case against Alex Jones for quite a while now. And you know how they say free speech isn't free. Well, I think we just learned what it costs. Free speech costs $1 billion. If you want to speak against the regime and any regime narrative, you got to pay up. You'll be destroyed. That's the message that this sends. And if you have video proof of what you claim the regime is doing, then they'll kill you like they're doing to Assange. So in that respect, Alex Jones is doing comparatively better. But it's really outrageous. It has an enormous chilling effect. And not to get too much into the details of the case, but really any national tragedy, and of course, Sandy Hook was a great national tragedy, but any tragedy of national significance with political implications Americans should be able to say what they want about it. And this idea that the regime can selectively exploit the victims' families in order to basically rewrite the Constitution. Is, is that, hang on, hang on. Is that what happened here? Because, uh, and we're trying to, like I said, Alex is going to call in here a second. Is that what happened here? Or um, was this going after the families? Because a lot of people are going to sit there and go, hey, look, the kids got shot. They got murdered in cold blood. And, and what happened. So make sure, let's walk through the key elements of this so people can understand, because it's not as simple and straightforward as I think, is, as I try to lay out. It's more complex than right. that. So walk me through the complexity. Absolutely. Well, it depends how much granularity you want to get into this, because it's really uh, competing interests of transparency and concern for victims' families. And what I think is the reasonable position is, once a tragedy reaches a level of national significance and um, basically politicians are trying to pass through extremely significant legislation on the basis of a certain event, that American citizens um, should be allowed to basically question that event in any way that they deem fit. And the notion that you can use basically the feelings of grieving families to silence open discussion about tragedies, that is a very, very dangerous precedent to was set. This, was, this, was, this, but was this an open discussion about a tragedy? Is that what you're arguing? Yes. I think that, Alex, you can say that he spoke irresponsibly, and I think even Alex Jones is the first to acknowledge that he didn't conduct himself, you know, if he could do it over again, he'd probably have more due diligence. But think about the precedent this set. Should people be prohibited from being allowed to speak, for instance, on the Las Vegas shooting, the biggest shooting in our nation's history that's still curiously unsolved? Should the regime be allowed to pick uh, victims' families and have them say, you know what, we feel uncomfortable with people asking questions about this? Anything that's a national tragedy is going to have grieving families. And the question is, should those families uh, be entitled 
you know, through basically, I think they're being manipulated. Should they be entitled to silence open discussion on things? There's another uh, question here is Seth Rich. You know, the family of Seth Rich started suing anyone who, you know, questions the circumstances of his death. So for things of national significance, is that the right precedent to say, basically, whenever there are any grieving families associated with any national event with profound political implications, that you better watch what you say about this. Otherwise, we will completely destroy you economically, if not worse. I think that's a very dangerous precedent to set. I don't think it conforms to the spirit of the First Amendment. And I think especially now, given what corrupt and illegitimate criminals run this country, we need to err on the side of people being able to speak openly about events and even when it's not approved by the regime. We're going to start. We've got both Naomi Wolf. Mark Stein has now being been notified as being investigated by the British government for having Naomi on his show on GB News a couple of nights. That He's been notified that. We're going to have Julie Kelly on at the top at 6 about the, the revelations in, in Schmitz, the AG of, of Missouri, is now running for the Senate. He's got an explosive case, I guess, against Facebook, but some of the disclosures about the FBI uh, field office out in Silicon Valley is incredibly disturbing about their manipulation of the uh, about their manipulation of, of, of data. Um, where where can um, where can uh, I, I can't I can't read that. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to put that in English. Uh, thank you. Um, the um, what is Revolver? Give us your analysis of this. Give us where people can go to get this. Well. Revolver hasn't responded to this recent verdict, but we did lay out a very detailed case responding to defamation suits against Alex Jones. And it has some details that I think will, frankly, be really disturbing to your audience regarding what's going on with this case, uh, the persecution of Alex Jones. And again, this isn't saying that Alex Jones and his reporting was perfect or responsible or anything. This is about the larger precedent of saying that basically there's a chilling effect now of the way people speak about national tragedies is very dangerous. And so go to revolver.news. We have yeah. a really white hot and, and, uh, and significant piece on the very top about the latest censorship predicate the regime is yeah. using to destroy us but number three on the site love him or hate him the war against alex jones is a war against us all that's something yeah. that every american needs to read right now to hang, understand hang, the hang, 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 hang on i want to play i want to play this clip just hang on for a second i'll play this clip with you here also alex jones he came forward very early on in this process and said hey i made a mistake it wasn't totally accurate. It also wasn't a big part of my broadcast or anything like that. I mean, he was pretty forthcoming, wasn't he? I didn't follow it in that level of detail, but he was pretty forthcoming was, about some of the things you just mentioned, correct? He was very forthcoming. And look, like, again, a lot of this stuff is a lot of memory hold events that the you know regime doesn't want you uh, to, to see that's, that's in this piece that Revolver ran. People don't understand. Alex Jones was on Piers Morgan, the Piers Morgan show in a very famous uh, exchange about gun control. Piers Morgan didn't think to bring up Sandy Hook. This issue of bringing up Sandy Hook in order to destroy Alex Jones is a post-Trump phenomenon. Alex Jones was not hated by the regime to this level prior to Trump. This is a recent thing. And so it just shows you the chronology of it shows you how extraordinarily cynical this move is to use Sandy Hook in order to silence someone who has been very disruptive to the regime and happens to be have been adjacent to Donald Trump in the critical election of 2016. Let's go ahead and play. If you hang on for a second, we're going to change our format up a little bit uh, or the lineup. Let's go ahead and play the clip. I want uh, Darren B to see this. Gonna be happening. Ain't no money. October 10th, folks. Let's take Number one, compensatory damages. Instructions. Fill in both numbers for each plaintiff. Then go. Now remember, I'm in bankruptcy. We got two years of appeals. 
The money you donate does not go to these people. It goes to fight this fraud, and it goes to stabilize the company. They want to shut down. That's why the the, 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 the the ambulance chasers did this, why they use these families. So SaveInfoWars.com. We're fighting Goliath. We'll win because of you. SaveInfoWars.com. InfoWarsStore.com. Double Patriot points, 10% off of 1776 right now at InfoWarsStore. But you see, you want somebody to fight for you? I'm doing it, and you see what they do. So you want you want to fight? That's fine. It's your decision. But that's where we are. That's the whacked out system of the left. Did, did we hit a billion? Fifty-seven million, twenty million, fifty million, eighty million, hundred million. Blah blah. You get a million. You get a hundred million. You get a fifty million. Okay, that's Alex Jones uh, live when it happened. Uh, Darren Beatty, any assessment of Alex Jones's? That was live. He was. Uh, that was off his show from just a few minutes ago. Uh, your assessment, sir. Well, indeed, this has punished Alex Jones. You know, at a certain point, you know, he's asking, you know, he's being treated as though he's responsible for this national tragedy. And again, I think to underscore just how cynical the regime's use of this national tragedy is to take out one of their most vocal and effective political opponents is just months after the Sandy Hook tragedy, Alex Jones went on CNN of all places. Imagine CNN platforming Alex Jones just months after uh, after Sandy Hook to talk about gun control. He sits there for a long time, like forty minute exchange with Piers Morgan, and no. National Hook, uh, Sandy Hook was so much on the forefront of their minds in terms of. Alex Jones's culpability that it wasn't mentioned once. So my point here is that this whole thing about Alex Jones is responsible for Sandy Hook and we need to use Sandy Hook to destroy him and make it such that he's not able to have a platform to communicate with anybody. This is a post-Trump phenomenon. It doesn't really have to do with Sandy Hook. It's cynical with respect to how it exploits the victims' families. And it's cynical with respect to the spirit of the First Amendment, which should entitle really all Americans to be able to speak openly about tragedies of national significance. It has a horrible chilling effect and precedent. And really, if if the regime is able to get its way here, better not talk about the Las Vegas shooting, better not talk about any tragedy or question the regime's official narrative on any tragedy where they're grieving families. Because they might be exploited and used to shut you up and put you in bankruptcy. Um, you, you had another huge story on Revolver today, but I wanted—I don't want to merge these two. I want to talk about that tomorrow, so we'll set up my okay. producer to talk to you. But but I want to give the title of it and the link to it because I want people to read it tonight, and Darren B is going to join us tomorrow. Just talk to us about what that story is that people should go to and read. Yep. So we've seen the evolution of censorship predicates to basically shut you up. First, they said racist and white supremacist. Then they said you're a disinformation spreader. This is about the latest censorship predicate, which is the darkest and most dangerous. And that is this pseudo fancy sounding term, stochastic terrorism. It basically means if you disagree with me, you're trying to incite violence against me. Therefore, I'm justified in using violence and any action against you to destroy you first. And this is the new favored term of the left. And so surprisingly enough, it's, it describes exactly what the left's been doing to go after people on the right, including uh, Supreme Court justices. And so we get into great detail about this new term that everyone should be aware of because okay. you're going to start hearing it a lot. I want, Revolver is always ahead of the curve here. I want people, we're going to push it out. I want people to read it tonight. Uh, Darren Beatty is going to join us tomorrow. Darren, thank you for changing your schedule to join us today. Appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, uh, we're going to come back, and we got uh, shocking news by Ben Burkwam, who's down at the uh, southern border. He's going to be reporting from a morgue and talking about what's the reality of the dead uh, that have been caused by this uh, uh, illegitimate regime, the Biden regime. Also, Tiffany Justice is going to talk to us about some good news, the fight, people fighting back in the great state of Michigan. Short commercial break. We're going to return in the war room. we got Ben Burkwam on location and Tiffany Justice, Moms for Liberty, next.
You know what's never good? When your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted, quote, there's been an unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't at the time fully understand, end quote. You know who understands the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. They're protecting their savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k or IRA into gold, physical gold. It's not too late for you to take action now. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and get the real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free, no-obligation information kit on protecting your savings with gold. Ain't no money. Our verdict as to damages in this case, we award damages to each plaintiff and against Alex Jones and Free I killed the kids, folks. Uh, number one, compensatory damages. Instructions. Fill in both numbers for each plaintiff, then go. Now remember, I'm in bankruptcy. We got two years of appeals. The money you donate does not go to these people. It goes to fight this fraud, and it goes to stabilize the company. They want us shut down. That's why the the, 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 the ambulance chasers did this, why they use these families. So SaveInfoWars.com. We're fighting Goliath. We'll win because of you. SaveInfoWars.com. InfoWarsStore.com. Double Patriot points, 10% off of 1776 right now at InfoWarsStore. But you see, you want somebody to fight for you? I'm doing it, and you see what they do. So you want you want to fight? That's fine. It's your decision. But that's where we are. That's the whacked out system of the left. Did, did we hit a billion? Okay, uh, welcome back. We're going to be joined by Alex Jones by phone now. Alex, for those that don't know the details and just know, hey, this was about you know, I don't know insulting or, or going after the ch- the dead children of uh, of Sandy Hook. When you say you're going after the, the Goliaths coming after you, and, and now they've issued, a, a, I guess, a jury granted a billion dollars or close to a billion dollars. So just tell our audience, what is actually going on here, and how could the settlement be that big? I barely ever even talked about Sandy Hook. Once Trump won, they made it a huge issue that I'd covered and questioned Sandy Hook. The judge found me guilty. She had a show trial for five weeks. I predicted a billion-dollar verdict. The plaintiff's lawyers asked for $8.25 billion, $8 billion, $250 million, and it's ridiculous. I personally, in my bank account, have a million and a half dollars. My company has less than a million dollars in it, barely enough to pay payroll. I've never claimed I've got all this money. They literally got up there and lied and told them I have hundreds of millions of dollars. And so it took them 20 minutes to read out the four different charges of over a billion dollars. The attorney's fees are 400 million they're claiming. And so this is a joke. It's like if I have three gallons of blood in my body or two gallons, they want 500 gallons. So it is a joke. So when I laughed about it during the live verdict, I wasn't laughing at the travesty of justice. I wasn't laughing at the tyranny. I was laughing at how ridiculous it is, is if I've got a thousand dollars in the bank, and the court gives me a fine for a million dollars, I'm laughing because I don't have it. And it's the same thing here. If I've got a million, three hundred thousand dollars in my personal bank account, I've got a lake house, I've got my regular house, I got a couple nice cars, you know, drive a Ford truck, drive a Telcat charger, uh, you know, I got like a Rolex my dad gave me. Uh, I'm not into money, I'm not into stuff, nothing against money. Money's great, it makes you free. But I'm literally total assets because I'm in bankruptcy right now and I'm also, you know, having to post bond for the first Texas court case. We're about to file like next week that I'm worth less than about $5 million total. So they're up there when I'm worth less than $5 million trying to claim I'm worth billions of dollars. The jury believes it. And they sit there for over 20 minutes, it took actually about 30, to read out 15 plaintiffs, including an FBI agent 
who I never said his name, never showed a photo of him, didn't know who he was till he sued me. And now the Texas Secretary of State, who's a Republican, is talking about suing me for questioning election fraud. I didn't even focus on Texas. I focused on the national deal. But they said Jones released hell on us. And so now there's any government bureaucrat is saying they're going to sue anybody. If they ever get a threatening phone call or ever get a bad email, it's Steve Bannon's fault. It's Donald Trump's fault. It's Alex Jones' fault. So this is a new legal strategy the analyst chasers are creating. And just like when I told people four years ago when I got deplatformed, I said, you'll be next, America. And we saw the president deplatformed you know, uh, three years later. So, so people say, how are you taking this so well? Well, I mean, I'm just the first domino to fall. I'm worried about everybody else right now. Uh, so this is a big, 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 big deal because I don't have the money. But what it signifies is they're coming after everybody else, Steve. Let me ask you, you gave a very famous, in fact, it dominated the news cycle for weeks and weeks and weeks, interview with Piers Morgan, I think, and, and Darren Beatty just brought it up, I think it was a month or two, a couple of months after Sandy Hook happened, you were on with Piers Morgan, I thought for the entire hour, this was a huge fight you had with him on gun control and about the Second Amendment. Uh, did he ever bring up Sandy Hook at the, at the time? Uh, this all came about after Trump won, right? My point is they started coming after you after President Trump won? Yeah, they only came after me. It was right before. Hillary ran $30 million of ads with me questioning Sandy Hook at an eclipse to run against Trump, saying Jones is Trump's brain, was actually Steve Bannon and a few others. I wish I was Trump's brain. And so they said Jones is Trump's brain, and Jones is questioning. And then once Trump won, they went thermonuclear and just hyped it 24-7, that I was a Sandy Hook man, and, and then they filed these lawsuits on me. Since then, got every bit of discovery, how our company works, who our vendors are, how we operate, to shut us down, and then and then defaulted us so we couldn't have a regular trial. And then, so this is a show trial. This is a weaponization of the media. Uh, and, and it's, it's bipartisan. It's not just Democrats now. The Texas Secretary of State announced yesterday that I, quote, unleashed hell on them for threatening election workers. I didn't even cover the Texas election in 2020. I covered the national election. You know, we know they almost stole Texas, but they were unable to. Uh, but I didn't, I didn't really cover that election. I mean, I covered the national election, wasn't even a leader uh, in questioning the election. Uh, and so just like they've sued Fox News, everybody else, now they're saying, oh, public officials were threatened. Alex Jones caused it. So now we want to sue Alex Jones for questioning the election. So that's all this is, is they sue you in Democrat-controlled jurisdiction. And they have a kept jury. The judge finds you in default. You can't defend yourself. And they get a giant judgment. This is the weaponization. But like you said, when you were being perk walked a month ago, this is the dying death agony, the dying death rattle of a collapsing establishment that's dying. And, and, and so I'm just blessed to be here. And I don't say that to put a, a cute face on it. No, I'm in the same position you're in. This is real. And I'm just blessed to be a real American that is such a threat to the establishment. They're having to literally destroy all checks and balances they're attempting to get me. Alex, are you going to be, people want to know, are you going to be on any other media tonight that people can plan for? Do you t- tend to do uh, any any more uh, interviews tonight? I wanted to come home. My daughter got home from school. It's been time to with my wife. I'm going back to InfoWars.com. There's a special Save InfoWars emergency broadcast that was already running for a week scheduled for tonight from um, 8 a.m. to midnight. And so I'll be on 8 a.m. to midnight. Steve, uh, you know, uh, I know you're busy, but if you want to pop in, that'd be great. We have a live commercial free stream at infowars.com forward slash show. This is very, very historic. And this just shows when you're over the target, you're going to get the flack. And so it's not fun, but I expected it. And again, it's just the total weaponization of the judicial system. Okay. Once again, can you give that? uh, I want all our uh, viewers to have the option to do this. What what time is this going to be and where they go? Yes, sir. I'm about to leave in the next 30 minutes, go back to the office. It's 30 minutes away. So the next hour, I'll be back live at InfoWars.com forward slash show or just man.video or just InfoWars.com. Click on the live video feed. Click on the audio feed. I'm going to be broadcasting an emergency broadcast, Save the First Amendment, Save America broadcast until midnight uh, tonight. You've got Robert Barnes, a bunch of the lawyers coming on. But absolutely, we'll be covering all this, analyzing it, uh, and uh, breaking it all down. And we, we, if we don't hang together, we're all going to hang separate. So InfoWars.com. Court's last show is where folks found the coordinates of liberty. Alex Jones, thank you very much uh, for joining us. Look forward to the broadcast Thanks, tonight. Thanks. Uh, let me go. Uh, Tiffany Jones, I got, I've got uh, breaking news out of London. The government looks one of the government agencies is investigating 
the great Mark Stein over at GB News. Naomi Wolf was on the other day about her broadcast about vaccines. But I want to go to Tiffany. Tiffany, you've got breaking news on events going up in Michigan, a huge fight up there. Uh, What's going on? So in Dearborn, Michigan, the other night, there was a school board meeting and there were hundreds of parents there that wanted to have their voices heard. Um, A lot of men. And I want to bring that up because, you know, one of the things that many people have asked me about Moms for Liberty um, is why not Dads for Liberty? And, you know, to be honest with you, moms have really been fighting this fight. And so the other night in Dearborn, Michigan, we got to see a lot of dads out and it was great uh, to see dads. And they're talking about some of the books that have been in the libraries. Well, That school board there decided that they uh, had too many people in the room. They cited some fire code concerns, shut down the meeting. Um, But we're happy to see that the Dearborn, Michigan school board has another meeting coming up on on Thursday night, tomorrow night, to hear the voices of parents. And I just want everyone to know that um, your voice as a parent is powerful and important. And uh, Michigan parents have a lot to worry about, Steve. I really want your viewers to know about Proposition 3 uh, that's on the ballot in Michigan and the dangers about that because parents are very concerned in Michigan right now. What is Proposition 3? Can you give us a a minute on that? Sure. Yeah, Proposition 3 is a a proposition that's been offered, and and it's really uh, Governor Whitmer's trying to sell it as as protections for abortion rights, but that's not really the truth. What Prop 3 is really doing is giving children um, rights uh, beyond their parents to make decisions about puberty blockers, about um, gender affirming care. I I say it like that because that's what I believe it is. Um, Giving children rights to be able to do things outside of the role and, and concern of parents and the guidance of parents. And Proposition 3 is going to allow for that. So right now, when you're hearing so many things about gender transition in schools, cutting parents out of that decision-making process, um, that's on the ballot in Michigan. So you know we're having a town hall uh, this Friday. I'll be out giving parents a voice town hall. Uh, Gubernatorial candidate Tuner Dixon is going to be there. We invited Governor Whitmer. We have uh, not heard a word from her. We will have the Senate and House Education Committee chairs, as well as some Board of Education members. And we just found out that Governor Doug Ducey is going to be joining us this year. Uh, school choice is on the ballot. Um, there's a ballot initiative. Over 500,000 uh, community members in Michigan have decided that they want parents to have more choice to direct the education of their children. That's really exciting. So we're excited to hear from Governor Ducey about um, the educational savings account bill that was passed and signed into law in Arizona and how Arizona is leading the way for America right now as far as school choice is concerned. And Michigan parents very badly need that choice. Is, is this town hall going to be live streamed? Can people put it in their calendar if they can't actually physically get there? Yes, you can. You can go to momsforliberty.org backslash town hall. This event will be live streamed. And we hope to have some of these dads from Dearborn speaking out. Um, dads, men, we are Moms for Liberty, and, and we have chapters all over the country, over but, 245 chapters in 42 states, but we need the men to but, stand with us. But, but a lot of the pictures, looks like the Muslim community in Dearborn is up in arms in this. We're going to check that out and talk to people, hopefully tomorrow, in Dearborn, Michigan. Tiffany, thank you very much. Honored to have you on here. Short. It's a question that has to be asked, because what we, we're now... Uh, almost two years into these vaccines. And the point, and we know they don't, at the very minimum, they were oversold and underperformed. But the question is, when did these public health commissars know that not only they were... I'm sorry to interrupt. No, I mean, you're talking, I'm I'm one of the few people along with my 3,500 experts who have looked at the Pfizer documents. And I can tell you, they knew from a month after the rollout that they did not work. So the reason I say mass murder with such calmness is that if, if, and and not only that, the FDA knew, because at the bottom of these documents, it says FDA confidential. The FDA has custody of these 50,000 documents. Because we're crammed for time, we're going to do a lot more on this tomorrow. I want to bring in uh, Naomi Wolf, because they've announced, one of the aspects of the British government has announced that they're doing an investigation on the great Mark Stein in GB News. You know GB News for Nigel Farage. Uh, Mark Stein's got a big show over there. Naomi Wolf's your interview, I think it was a two-night interview. Can you give us any details, uh, Naomi, about what this whole investigation's about? Yeah, it's a really sad day. I basically went on GB News, on Mark Stein's show, to present exactly what I've been presenting here for six months, especially 
the material of the last three months that, as you all know, is material produced by this team of 3,500 highly credentialed scientific and medical experts, the War Room Daily Cloud Posse, uh, the War Room Daily Cloud Pfizer Documents Research Volunteers specifically. Um, and, you know, I was, I was, my source was there 40 reports that, as you all know, uh, detail massive amounts of reproductive harm. Um, and this is not my opinion. It's not interpretive. It's not subjective. This is primary source documentation. This is Pfizer showing polyethylene glycol in the breast milk. This is Pfizer showing an 87% miscarriage rate in one section of the Pfizer documents. This is Pfizer showing, uh, this is Andrology Journal showing a uh, drop in uh, sperm motility and, and sperm health. Um, this is Pfizer's own documents. Um, has any, hang on, hang on. Has anybody come, and as you've been going around and, and doing media here in the United States, has anybody come and question you on your interpretation of the data that you guys think is presented in this in this uh, material that Pfizer was forced to turn over by a federal court. Has any any group come to you and said your your analysis is wrong, your methodology is wrong, you're just off here? Have you had any challenges by anybody in this field? Uh, so in terms of virtually every report, no, except for one in which one of our volunteers made a mistake in math, which was immediately. But that was a, that was a math. That was a mathematical mistake, right? They miscalculated something. It was, I don't know, 24 percent versus 50 percent. I remember that. Besides that, the mathematical error and it still was 24 percent of some high number. What, has any other group come forward or any news group come forward and challenge you on your interpretation of what's in the Pfizer documents? No, and I and that's the heart of the matter, right? So Ofcom, which is the government's regulatory body empowered to regulate telecommunications and broadcasting in the UK, announced on their own site and on Twitter that they were opening an investigation into Mark Stein on the basis of the interview I gave with him in which literally everything I said was based on primary source documentation in the Pfizer documents. And I guess what's so... But sad and tragic about this day and this action is just what you highlighted, Steve, which is Ofcom isn't saying, is it true? Is is she right? Are babies dying? You know, as the BBC reported in Scotland, they've got twice the usual number of babies. Are women's, you know, are women's breast milk uh, sources uh, being contaminated? Are women's placentas being compromised? Is this true? Is she wrong? They're not asking that. They're going after, I mean, it's ridiculous and Orwellian. They're going after Mark Stein and kind of by extension me, because this is no fun. And now there's a nationwide, and forgive me for over texting if I did, but it's scary and, and you know, disturbing. The Guardian, Independent IE, like all of these news sites now are like. Yeah, yes, but, but does this, does, I'm, I'm going to go to Dr. Latipo. Hang on. I'm going to go to Dr. Latipo for a second, but hang on. But this does give you a venue to adjudicate this. This gives you if they if they could call if you call their bluff and say, "Hey, if you're going to do the investigation of Mark Stein, let's get down to the details." I mean, this is a, this is the traditional put up or shut up moment where you have the receipts. If they're going to sit there and going to investigate you, so you now have an official venue, which I think is what everybody's looking for. This is what we've been looking for in the election fraud. People want an official venue to adjudicate. This would give you that, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And I've engaged a very good British lawyer to, you know, send legal letters, which I probably shouldn't get ahead of. But yes, presumably we'll have the opportunity there in discovery, just like we have the opportunity here uh, with Twitter to dive into this. But but short term, you know, my heart is breaking because the people of Britain can't get the truth. The women of Britain can't get the truth. And what's worse, the journalists, well, not worse, but just as bad, the journalists of Britain are being shown that if they bring the truth to the people of Britain or to the women of Britain, or even just data for informed consent or consideration, um, they, they're, they'll be annihilated. They'll have to, you know, spend hang over a second because i think there's an opportunity with the guardian the independent too but just hang her for one second because i have dr latipo dr latipo you put out a report that your office and you've been trained you have a phd i think in 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 this kind of analytics field from harvard besides your medical uh degree as a doctor you have a phd also you put out a report i think it was friday a week ago and um or maybe it was friday 
the 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 um they took you down to Twitter, then you got back up. Now the Washington Post has come out with an article and saying, "Hey, we've talked to a bunch of these experts, and his methodology is wrong." Now I read the article a couple of times. I couldn't really see where they got to the details. So I'd like to give you an opportunity to respond to the at least the headline in the Washington Post. And correct me if I'm wrong. Did they actually go through any details where they said you actually how you actually didn't calculate it correctly, sir? (laughs) Well, you know, that's that's a really plausible outcome, Steve, that a bunch of trained biostatisticians and epidemiologists using data that they've been using for years in Florida somehow are unable to conduct a study using standard epidemiologic methods. So first, hello, Naomi. It's great to see you. And <laughs> Steve, it's great to see you too. And Thank you, Dr. you know, it, it's really fascinating, Steve. If you look at the history of this pandemic, and I'll use myself as, as an example, but I haven't been the only one. There have been other people. As early as March of 2020, you know, I, I said and wrote publicly that the lockdowns were an ineffective strategy, a waste of time, costly. Lots of uproar. No, we have to do this. Obviously, that was correct. Later on, I talked about the fact that the scientific studies did not support masks being some panacea. And really, they didn't support any efficacy, any su- substantial efficacy when you look at the different studies. Outrage. You know, how can he say that? He should lose his license and all that. Obviously, that's been the case. When we made the policy recommendation against the childhood vaccines, because it was very clear that there was no, there was no good evidence that benefits exceeded risks, again, lots of outrage outrage and out and lots of complaining but ultimately guess what very few parents are giving their kids this these COVID-19 vaccines because they've reached the same conclusion so here we are again and here's the next version and the next version is a study that we've used in we performed in the Department of Health by trained biostatisticians and epidemiologists people who are committed to public health They've looked at the Florida data and they've found a number of different things. The thing that's gotten the most attention, and by the way, not everything they found was unfavorable. Some things were favorable, right? There was a reduction in all-cause mortality among older people who received one of the COVID-19 vaccines, which you might expect since given the increased risk of death in that group from COVID-19. But they also found that there was an increased risk of cardiac death in young men. And that's been the finding that people have been pulling at anything and everything they can find to try to undermine the study, undermine its findings, say it doesn't, it, it can possibly be true. Meanwhile, well, what else do we have? Is this the only study that has shown that there is a signal of harm? No, it's not. Just a few weeks ago, a study was published in the journal Vaccine that found a serious adverse event rate of around 1 in 800 with the COVID-19 mRNA vaccines that exceeded the their estimate for any benefits in terms of at least hospitalization, COVID-19 hospitalization prevention. Another study, look at it, Israel data, found a correlation between these rollouts of the COVID-19 vaccines and acute cardiovascular events in young people. Another study published in the Journal of American the Journal of the American Med, <laughs> the Journal of the American Medical Association. It looked at the it looked at the incidence of different cardiovascular effects in people who received the COVID-19 vaccines, the mRNA COVID-19 vaccines in Scandinavia. Well, if you look in the appendix of that study, you'll find things like an increased risk of of intracranial intracerebral hemorrhage by a factor of 100 and over 110%. And you think I'm making this up, that you can look in the appendix and see this. You'll find an increased risk of other cardiovascular complications, anywhere from 10% to, to higher. So this is this is the same pattern where 
for whatever reason, individuals are so attached to what they believe the truth has to be that data doesn't matter. But it does matter in Florida, and it certainly matters to me, and nothing's going to change that. Dr. Latipo, before I let you go, did the, Was- did the Washington Post, uh, have they come and asked you to go through and, and, and walk through your study and, and your backup material and all your cross-references? Have they reached out to you to do that yet? Yeah. yeah, as if they care about that, you know, their their objective was a sort of an, an assassination of the study and of me and of our conclusions. But we stand by our conclusions. I stand by that conclusion. It, it's it's the right it's it is the correct decision. And no, they're not interested in the details. They're just interested in in winning, you know, which which it's, it's a it's a zero sum game for them. Dr. Latipo is from Harvard, but his book Transcends Fear, you've got to get because it hasn't all been um, an easy path. Dr. Latipo uh, from the free state of Florida, the Surgeon General. Uh, can we get your social media and how do people get the book and how they track you? Oh, thanks so much, Steve. Well, Florida Surgeon General is our Twitter and you can go to Amazon or any of the other major book suppliers and and find the book. And I want to actually say one more thing real briefly, Steve, which is that sure. You know, people have asked me, oh, Joe, there's so much people are saying so many negative things. How do you handle it and all this and all that? And I know, Steve, the first time we talked, I talked about this, which is and it's one of the things I discuss in my book. And it's frankly, it's, it's actually the most important message of my, of my book, which is that I worked with a guy who helped me deal with my lifetime accumulated stress, my trauma, other issues and emotions that that were that were kind of controlling me and keeping me from being my fully expressed self and when you're able to do that kind of thing and i was lucky my wife found the guy and and fortunately i was i was able to see him when you're able to do that kind of thing you know the the possibilities are endless and it includes not being disoriented by people making up lies on on the news stations. Dr. Latipo, they're not going to be able to shake you. You're solid as a rock, trust me. Dr. Joseph Latipo, honored to have you on here. Get the book, Transcend Fear. He's a warrior. Naomi Wolf's another warrior, and she's in the middle of it next in the war room. It's a question that has to be asked because what we we're now uh, almost two years into these vaccines, and the point, and we know they don't at the very minimum they were oversold and underperformed. But the okay. question is, let when me go. Did Th- this was from an interview, a two-night interview on GB News, this new news network that's launched. It's been very successful. Nigel Farage got this huge show on there. Of course, the great Mark Stein has one. He had Naomi for two nights. Naomi, you're an investigative journalist. You, I think you were a columnist for The Guardian. Um, you're a very big name uh, over in, in England. Have you ever seen anything like this? The Office of Ofcom, which is an Orwellian name of the Office of Communication, has now announced they're doing a formal investigation of Mark Stein's show because of your interview. Uh, has this ever happened to you before in any of the controversial investigations you've done in the past? This is This is a new low or a new you know, level of government um, overreach and censorship. I mean, I was aware that the White House colluded with Twitter to suppress my accurate reporting about uh, menstrual harms over a year ago, but now it is super scary to have another government agency in a whole other country suppress the truth. And I guess the thing that's particularly disorienting is that they're, you know, as we were saying, they're not saying I was wrong. They're saying the truth is harmful. They're saying it's harm, you know, that that somehow I've caused harm to the people of Britain. They got 411 complaints. And by the way, uh, Matthew Sweet, who's a BBC uh, hack, who and BBC took millions from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, has solicited complaints to Ofcom. You know, he's been after Mark Stein and after me, after me for a couple of years now. Um, so this is a very highly orchestrated kind of takedown of the truth um, that British women deserve to have, protecting British babies, you know, British men protecting their sperm, you know, British women protecting their placentas, protecting their 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 unborn babies, protecting. Hey, their- hey, hey, hasn't already been a huge story about some of your about Scotland. Tell me about Scotland. Haven't they already announced this problem with the dead babies? 
Yes, uh, the BBC finally uh, reported on the doubling of neonatal deaths in Scotland, a highly vaccinated country, and the neonatal deaths followed the, va the wave of vaccination. Um, and and the, the numbers were so shocking, um, you know, a couple of dozen dead babies in a month, you know, 200% rise. The BBC covered it, but they covered it in these ways, like the Ladapo article in the Washington Post, they covered it in these ways as to tell the truth, but tell it slant, as Emily Dickinson would say. They said, oh, there's been a spike in baby deaths, not a doubling of baby deaths. And, you know, the fact is that we've been hammering and hammering uh, babies dying in Britain, um, and we've been hammering accurately harms to the women of Britain and the women of Western Europe and the fact that there's a disproportionate number of adverse events in the Pfizer documents for Britain, um, as well as for the United States. And I guess, you know, it's, it's gotten through, but it's very disappointing to see a government agency tasked with, again, not saying, Naomi Wolf, show me your sources, but let's intimidate yeah. GB News, yeah. let's intimidate Naomi, let's make her yeah. lawyer to shut her down. Oh, you're not you're not going to intimidate Naomi Wolf. No. We got to bounce, but how do people? I want people to go to your site for not just support, but also get this information. My getter site. I've got all these stories breaking. I'm putting them up right now. Where do they go, Naomi? Where do they go on your social media? Naomi, uh, so Dr. Naomi R. Wolf on Getter, and um, go to dailycloud.io. Click on that upper right hand corner on campaigns. You can see see for yourself if I'm telling the truth. Like this is what's so maddening. See if I'm telling the truth. If I'm representing the harms to women and babies and to men accurately. That all of the we're, citations are right there. We're not. We're on the largest podcast in in Britain for news and politics. I want everybody to get the bodies of others. You got to see the arc of the story of Naomi Wolf about this, because Naomi Wolf is going to be quite controversial in the United Kingdom. Naomi Wolf, thank you. The bodies of others, particularly everybody listening to the podcast in the UK. Naomi, look forward to having you back on, ma'am. Thanks. Thank you so much, Steve. Thanks. Huge story out of the UK. Mark Stein and Naomi Wolf now officially under investigation by the Office of Communication. I want to go to Ben Burkwam. This is a terrible, terrible story. Ben, uh, tell us where you are and what have you found, sir? Hey, Steve. I want to show you first over here. We're in Brooks County, Texas. Uh, I'm at the, uh, two places. One is the impound yard. These are the vehicles that have been apprehended from smugglers. You see a bunch of semis in the background there. Uh, approximately 300 vehicles that have been seized, and they are constantly... Uh, selling these vehicles just to get rid of them. They're overflowing with vehicles. But beside me to my left, this is actually the morgue. They've, they've had to create their own morgue. And these are, these are for all of the illegal aliens that have died out in the desert, uh, trying to come across. Right now, they have about 30 bodies in there and they're almost at capacity. They're going to have to build another one because they're overflowing from the number of bodies that the open borders policies is sending. And this is just to one small county in Texas. Who, these bodies at the morgue are, are these uh, are these people that came across the border that died in the desert? I mean, what what happened? Why why is there so many why are there so yeah. many bodies in this morgue? Well, what, what the the sad reality is uh, a lot a lot of this hasn't been reported. This is uh, across the entire border. This is what you see, and we're actually starting to investigate this. We're talking about thousands of people dying out here, especially now that we have uh, Joe Biden's open border policies. These are mostly people that die from exposure. In the summertime, that's from dehydration and heat. Uh, in the wintertime, it, it freezes down here, and so they'll die of uh, hypothermia. And this is happening every single day, as as uh, Sheriff Martinez reported this morning, over 100 last yeah. year. They're already at 80 this year, uh, and they're, they're uh, expecting to well surpass last year. And this is, this is everywhere. The open border policies kill not just American citizens, but yeah. the very people they're pretending ben, to ben, care about. Ben, 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 have the cameraman, the Real America's Voice camera, swing back to the yard. Look at those vehicles. Look at the, the semis and the cars. This is just Brook County. This is what's been seized. This is just Brooks County. And this is only over the last couple months. Uh, they, they do auctions all the time out here. And so this is it's co constant out here. And this is what they're seeing. We just heard of another smuggling vehicle that was apprehended. Every all day, every day. This is what these guys are dealing with. We'll get back to you t tomorrow, but tell people how they get to you in your new special. It's going to be this week on a Real America's Voice. Yeah, if you guys have missed any of our Law and Border shows, we are going to be doing a binge marathon this Saturday, starting at 4 p.m. Eastern, going from 4 to 9 p.m. Uh, and then our next episode will be airing next Saturday. So this weekend, you can get caught up on all of our Law and Border episodes. Again, 4 to 9 p.m. Eastern time on Real America's Voice News. Next Saturday will be our new episode, and you can find me 
FrontlineAmerica.com, of course, AmericasVoice.News, and on all social media at Ben Berkwam. Ben, thank you so much. Uh, very sad report. Look forward to getting back to you tomorrow. Julie Kelly, R.C. Maxwell from uh, Project Veritas, has really talked to Katie, uh, Katie Hobbs. You're not going to believe the interview he's got. R.C. Maxwell, Julie Kelly on the FBI in the spread of their disinformation. All next in the second hour of the war room. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.